welcome. Legally Brief presents Changing Our Institutions. I'm your host, Judy Saunders. I'm a lawyer who works with private and public companies, educational institutions, and sports organizations to identify root causes, confront historic failures, and boldly implement change to our institutions. This podcast is for corporate change agents, disruptors, and mindset mavericks who are committed to making our institutions work better for themselves and the next generation. I want to remind you that while I hope you enjoy every episode in the series that we're doing on changing our institutions, the content of this programming is not a substitute for speaking directly with an attorney who understands your unique circumstances. If you're looking for past episodes or information, please head on over to my website. There you'll find information and you can sign up for newsletters and you can learn more about me and my practice. I'm glad you're here. Let's get ready and let's talk and make some changes. Hello and welcome back. On January 17th, 2022, we'll be celebrating the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday here in the U.S. This holiday is a perfect opportunity for your company, if you're a business, private or public, to promote cultural competency in the workplace. This holiday is celebrated on the third Monday in January, and it honors the achievements of Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. King, as many know in the U.S., was a Baptist minister from Atlanta. The core principles of his ministry, of his work, and his life were to advocate for nonviolence, to end segregation, and the reign of terror that was occurring against African Americans in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and still today. But in the time that he was alive, Dr. King worked on many things. You often see pictures of him marching the march Uh, and Selma, but he's also known for really being proactive and instrumental with so many other Black men and women in passing legislation. For example, Dr. King was instrumental in passing the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which outlawed discrimination in public places, facilities, and employment. He was also instrumental and played a role in the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, and he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. On April 4th of 1968, Dr. King was assassinated. Shortly after this assassination, there was the call that his birthday be made a national holiday. This call, this request, this movement to start to commemorate Dr. King started as early as 1968. So in 1968, early 70s, this is according to the Cyclopedia Britannica, but there was no legislation passed. People wanted to make his birthday, which is January 15th, a holiday. There was always pushback about making Dr. King's birthday a holiday in spite of everything that he did, in spite of everything he did for our country. Actually, Ronald Reagan opposed the holiday, but eventually in November 1983, it was signed into legislation, but not observed as a holiday until much later, three years later. Even at that time in the 1980s, 
Many states refuse to recognize the holiday. They would either totally ignore it or combine the holiday with other dates. So individuals, they weren't even really sure what they were celebrating. To this day, there is still pushback to recognize it as a true holiday and to observe it. In fact, most states didn't officially recognize the holiday until just 2000. Many employers and also schools will not completely recognize the holiday, but we have seen several presidents, President Obama, other leaders use the holiday as a chance to promote volunteerism, healing, and service in a community. I know, for example, in the school that my children attend in New Jersey, they, they're failing to take this holiday and use it as an opportunity to promote cultural competency, service, or volunteerism. Instead, they took the holiday away. We had some snow days here in New Jersey, and they're using that as a makeup day for the snow when the kids were out of school instead of using one of the holidays that are coming up in February around President's Day. But if you are a business owner, an HR manager, I encourage you to take this MLK holiday as an opportunity to renew the commitment and your company's values to cultural competency. There was a study in 2019 on corporate investigations. And the survey found that internal investigations, they're expected to increase in the coming years. They found that the majority of the investigations were precipitated by employees and workplace investigations. One way to slow that trend and to ensure that there is greater understanding to avoid some of the tensions and the pitfalls that arise in the employee-employer relationship is to be culturally competent and to practice that, to have a commitment to that in the workplace. Now, by no means am I suggesting that if a company sets out to promote diversity, equity, inclusion, or to be more competent, will that solve all the problems in the employee realm or the relationships? Of course, there's other issues. There's compliance issues. And that also plays a role in the increase in corporate investigations. But the purpose of this episode is to really say that, look, Martin Luther King holiday, it's a perfect time for companies to renew their values, to become more fluent and competent in the culture's experience and the viewpoints that make up their employees and their their staff and their teams. This holiday, here's how you can increase cultural competency within your workplace. Require your team members, your managers, those people in authority that you work with to sign up, to register, and to complete diversity and equity training. Have them complete also emotional IQ training workshops. Use this opportunity to update your company policies around so that they're in line with the Crown Act. And what is the Crown Act? The Crown Act is recognized in many states, particularly where I practice in New York State and also in California. And there's a push to make this Crown Act legislation in all 50 states. But what it is, is that it is a recognizing, it's a celebration, it's a normalizing of natural hair and grooming styles of people of color. The legislation in the Crown Act, it outlaws workplaces that have policies 
that prohibit natural hairstyles, natural hairstyles such as afros, bantu knots, and locks. And it ends that discrimination. Another thing you can do to promote workplace competency is to begin the discussion, draft, and then implement wage or salary transparency with, and it's also known as pay transparency. That is where companies openly publish their salaries and wage reigns for specific roles, and they can do this either internally or externally. In 2018, there was a study done of companies based in Denmark, and these companies found that employers who used salary transparency were able to reduce the pay gap, the wage gap in that country. By promoting these policies, you will honor Martin Luther King. You'll honor what he worked for and what he worked for in the United States and all around the world were not only for the rights of African-Americans, for people of color, but for the rights of workers so that we all can work and live in greater harmony. As always, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Until next time, be well. information and content in this podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. Nothing in this podcast shall constitute legal advice and shall not create an attorney-client relationship. This information is general and may not be applicable to your particular circumstances. You should review your particular circumstances with an attorney. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast is hereby expressly disclaimed.